0: Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel weekly podcast for the week commencing the 18th of July 2022. In InfoSec news this week, Atlassian has patched a critical hard coded credentials vulnerability in Confluence Server and Data Center, which could let remote, unauthenticated attackers log into vulnerable, unpatched servers. The hard coded password is added after installing the Questions for Confluence app versions 2.7 and 3.0 for a user account with the username Disabled System User, designed to help admins with the migration of data from the app to the Confluence Cloud. According to Atlassian themselves, the app helps improve communication with the organization's internal Q&A team and is currently installed on over 8,000 Confluence servers. To quote, The disabled system user account is created with a hard-coded password and is added to the Confluence users group, which allows the viewing and editing of all non-restricted pages within Confluence by default. A remote, unauthenticated attacker with knowledge of the hard-coded password could exploit this to log into Confluence and access any pages the Confluence users group has access to. Atlassian says it has no evidence and is yet to receive reports that the vulnerability, tracked as CVE-2022-26138, is being exploited in the wild. However, the company did warn that the hard-coded password is quote, trivial to obtain after downloading and reviewing affected versions of the app. Admins who want to determine if their servers are affected by this hard-coded credential security flaw have to check for an active user account with the name Disabled System User. On affected servers, uninstalling the Questions for Confluence app does not remediate this vulnerability and will not remove the attack vector, also known as the Disabled System User account, with the offending hard-coded password. To mitigate slash fix the issue until the update is installed, Atlassian recommends updating to a patch version of the Questions for Confluence or disabling and deleting the disabled system user account. Updating the app to a fixed version will stop creating the problematic user account and remove it if it is present. To look for evidence of exploitation on a particular server, it is possible to check the last authentication time for disabled system user. If the result is null, it means the account exists on the system, but no one has signed in using those details. Hard-coded credentials are one of the single biggest security faux pas and it's truly astonishing that Atlassian, or a company of their size, have fallen into this trap given all of the negative press they've had regarding vulnerabilities over the past year. The new Luna and BlackBasta ransomware strains are reportedly capable of attacking Windows, Linux and VMware ESXi servers. Ransomware groups are of late increasingly targeting not only Windows instances, but Linux devices and ESXi virtual machines as well. It's already been spotlighted that the Black Cat ransomware gang, distributing malware written in the cross-platform language Rust, is capable of encrypting such systems. Experts analysed two more malware families which recently appeared on the dark web with similar functionality, namely BlackBaster and Luna. BlackBaster, first being discovered back in February, exists in two versions, for Windows and Linux with the latter primarily targeting ESXi virtual machine images. A standout feature of the Windows version is that it boots the system in safe mode before encrypting, allowing the malware to evade detection by many security solutions, which do not work in safe mode. At the time of writing, BlackBaster operators had released information on 40 victims, most of them among the manufacturing and electronics sectors. According to Kaspersky, their targets are primarily located in the US, Australia, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. The Luna strain, discovered back in June, is also written in Rust and also capable of encrypting both Windows and Linux devices, as well as ESXi virtual machine images. In an ad for The Strain on the dark web, cybercriminals claim they will only cooperate with Russian-speaking partners. This means the targets of interest to the attackers are most likely outside the former Soviet Union. This is also evidenced by the fact the ransom note embedded into the code of the ransomware is written in English, albeit with some mistakes. Servers running Linux have become the target of attacks with a much increased frequency as of late. In that same vein, a previously undetected malware dubbed Lightning Framework, which targets Linux systems, can be used to backdoor infected devices using SSH and deploying rootkits to cover the attackers' tracks. Described as a Swiss army knife in a report published by INSA, Lightning Framework is a modular framework malware which also comes with support for plugins. Quote, the framework has both passive and active capabilities for communication with the threat actor, including opening up SSH on an infected machine and a polymorphic malleable command and control figuration. This malware is yet to be spotted in the wild, and some of its components referenced in the source code are yet to be found and analyzed. Lightning framework is built using a simple structure, a downloader component which will download and install the malware's other modules and plugins, including its core module, on a compromised Linux device. The malware uses typo squatting and will masquerade as the seahorse gnome password and encryption key manager in order to evade detection on infected systems. After reaching out to its command and control server over TCP sockets using C2 info stored in undetectable polymorphic encoded configuration files, Lightning Framework fetches its plugins and its core module. Methods to hide its presence include altering malicious artifacts timestamps using the technique known as timestomping and hiding its process ID in any related network ports using one of several rootkits which it can deploy. It can also achieve persistence by creating a script named ElastiSearch which is executed on each system boot in order to launch the downloader module and reinfect the device, should it be cleaned. Last but not least, this malware will also add its own SSH-based backdoor by starting an SSH server using one of the downloaded plugins. The Lightning Framework, to quote the report, is an interesting malware as it's not common to see such a large framework developed specifically for targeting Linux. Although we currently do not have all the files, we can infer some of the missing functionality based on strings and code of the modules that we do possess. Lightning Framework is just the latest Linux malware strain capable of fully compromising and backdooring devices, which has surfaced fairly recently. Zero Orbit, Symbiote, BPF-DOOR, Syslog-K, alongside the aforementioned Luna and Black Baster strains, all share this capability and highlight a growing trend moving forward. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you have any questions regarding any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.